Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. For nearly seven decades, Champaign-Urbana's daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join it on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or email us at talk at wdws.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody, on this Friday. It is the 16th day of December as we... At the uh, midway point, great to have you with us. 217-356-9397, midpoint of December anyway. Uh, 217-351-5357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. So glad you're with us here on another dark day. Man, we have just not seen much of the sun, have we? And I guess we're finally going to at some point. Chilly uh, with abundant sunshine on Sunday. But I guess cloudy and uh, pretty cold all the way through until then. And we're going to have uh, cold temperatures here, a high of 29 by the middle of next week. Maybe some snow. There's some snow in the air right now here in our uh, studios here on uh, Fox Drive. But, yeah, it's uh, – man, it's, it's amazing when you don't have the sun out. Um, I know there are, there are folks get affected by that in, in different ways. Uh, I think we all could use a little sunshine. So maybe by Sunday. Got a basketball game tomorrow for the men at uh, 3 o'clock. We'll have coverage of that for you at uh, 1 o'clock tomorrow. Saturday uh, sports talk. I believe Steve Kelly will be back in the chair this weekend with Lauren Tate. And so uh, they'll be uh, joined back together again for Saturday sports talk tomorrow. We'll have a Monday morning quarterback show next Monday. Today, we've got Joe DeLuce, the soon-to-be-retired executive director of the Champaign Park District. He's been that since 2014, 25 years with the Park District, a lot of great work done. So we'll talk to Joe for a few minutes. We'll have some open line in between. Uh, Near the end of the show, Mayor Deb Finan of uh, Champaign is going to be with us and talk about, uh, boy, it's been a week since the passing of Scott Bennett. So we'll uh, talk to her about that and uh, maybe joined by Diane Marlin as well. I think she's going to check in with us uh, during the course of that interview uh, near the end of the show today. Uh, Coming up next week, we'll do the show next Thursday from St. Louis, the Bragging Rights game, of course, next Thursday night late. And then we'll have some best of shows coming up. Best of Penny for Your Thoughts shows next Friday, week from today. uh, We'll have a show remembering our uh, friend Jim Turpin. You know, of course, Jim, the long 40-year host of this show, uh, passed away earlier this year, and we did a tribute show to Jim. Uh, just was a was a, just an unbelievable show that we had, and that'll be our best-of show a week from today. So if you missed it back in April, 
Uh, you can listen next Friday, and we'll uh, replay it for you. And we've got a couple of other shows coming up that Adam and I are working on and putting together. Mostly Adam. Uh, I'm just uh, the idea guy, I guess. But um, we'll get those ready for you and have those early in the week between Christmas and New Year's. And, of course, we go down to Tampa in early January. Got the bowl game and then up to Evanston for basketball. So we'll be running all over the place here the next couple of weeks. And, of course, Christmas on the horizon. We'll uh, take our opening break here. Our uh, show today is always on Fridays, our Illini Fridays, brought to you by our friends at OSF, OSF Cardiovascular Institute. Your heart is their mission. You can learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash beat. And they sponsor our Friday shows here each week during the uh, sports season especially. So uh, Joe DeLuce joins me next here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Hi, this is Michaela Cox from BHRA Basketball. Join us Saturday afternoon at 1 as Illinois basketball takes on Alabama A&M right here on News Talk 1493.9 FM. All right, back on a penny for your thoughts. Ryan Dallas Real Estate is one of our uh, sponsors. If you need to uh, sell a home or buy a home, they can get on the Coming Soon program. If you've ever walked around and you see a for sale sign up and you go, whoa, I didn't know that was for sale. Well, you can get on the Coming Soon list. They can help you with that. And uh, if you're selling a home, they can help with all of the arranging of your home and, and uh, make it happen really fast. In fact, I think at one point, I think it was 11 homes... What was the number? I forget the number. But it was an amazing number that uh, that they have moved and how quickly they move homes. Let's see. I've got it right here. It was 11 uh, homes sold every 11 hours. That's what it was. How about that? And hundreds of families served here by Ryan Dallas Real Estate. Voted number one in the area's People's Choice Awards. Number one in client satisfaction. It's not by chance. Choose the team that puts you first. Ryan Dallas Real Estate. RyanDallasRE.com. All right, 9.13 on A Penny for Your Thoughts. We'll uh, talk with Deb Finan near the end of the show today. But uh, Joe DeLuce has been the executive director of the Champaign Park District since 2014. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, and, director of and, recreation in uh, 1997. Yeah. So it's been over 25 years. 25 years. And today's yep. your la- like your last working day. The, the last hard day of work, yes. yes. We're having parties throughout the entire day, so it's going to be a tough day. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, now, you originally announced you were, I think it was going to be April, right? Yeah. And then it got moved up a little bit? Yeah, that seemed like a long time away, so uh, I decided to move it up a little bit, so yeah. worked out really well. get some time off with your family coming up? Yeah, and, we're going to uh, take some time and uh, head down south and get warm for the mm-hmm. holidays, so. Looking and, forward to it. And you've already got a replacement. Yes, she started last week, so it's been interesting. That's the first time in 40, about 43 years of working in Parks and Recreation that my replacement started before I left, so it's been really interesting. <laughs> so she, She's a great person. I think she'll do a great job, so I think the Park District's in good hands moving forward. Yeah, Sarah Sandquist, right? Yes. Yeah, where'd she come from? Fishers, Indiana. Okay. And it's a city of, it's really grew, grew fast, about uh, 100,000 people there. So mm-hmm. it's a big operation. So, And her husband's from Champaign, so it worked oh, really? out really well. Okay. <clears throat> wow. Well, that's coming home then yeah. for him. Yes. Yeah. So uh, 25 years, what uh, what stands out to you in those <clears throat> when you think about it? Well, yeah, of course the facilities, like when you build new, like the Leonard, Rec- <coughs> Leonard Recreation Center, mm-hmm. and we just completed the Martin Center. In fact, the Martins are coming home uh, this week. They couldn't come home for the grand opening because of the hurricane in Florida, 
but they're coming uh, today. We're going to have a little tour at 1.30 with the Martins. So it's the first time they really get to see the building that they helped fund and mm. make happen. So the facilities like the Martin Center, uh, all the improvements we made at Douglas Park and different facilities, and we actually uh, remodeled the old Leonard Recreation Center for special recreation, for CU special mm-hmm. recreation. So those mean a lot. <clears throat> what really stands out, I think, to me is a lot of times the programs and uh, all the different things that we do for kids and adults in the community, and especially my kids. My kids were playing soccer. I was a coach. wasn't a very good coach, but I coached soccer. <laughs> uh, helped the kids with the um, Sholem Shark swim team, and we really made a lot of improvements to the youth theater program. I think my daughter Jordan's been in like 22 shows by the time she was in high school. Really? So it was a lot of fun having mm-hmm. the family involved and getting everyone out there and, and be a part of that. So, yeah. And, of course, we have some great staff. Over the years, we've had some fantastic staff work for the Park District. The Park Board has been great. Uh, great opportunity for me to be executive director. And all the partnerships we have in the community. It's really great to work with the city, the school district, MTD, public health. You know, And I think that really is the way things are going. You have to have partnerships. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you can't do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. Any comments for Joe along the way, you can text him in or uh, phone him in, certainly, 217-356-9397. Text line at 217-351-5357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Joe is retiring as the uh, Champaign Park District Executive Director. Um, I'm, I'm guessing the job or the park district has evolved over time because you think park district, I think, oh, there's a park, and there's a park over here, and there's Hessel Park, and there's Westside Park, and... And you don't think about the buildings per se, but there's is that changed over time? It really yeah. has, especially the Virginia Theater. We, you know, mm-hmm. in 2000, we took over the Virginia Theater, and I really believe if we hadn't done it at that time, it had probably gone away. So we think it's really helped the downtown, really revive the downtown and make it a lot better, improve the quality of life in the community with all the different things we do at the Virginia Theater because it is a, a show place. And uh, finally, I think we're almost done restoring it after what 22 years or whatever. <laughs> And it's probably time to start over again once we get it all done. But uh, Stephen Benz there does a great job of bringing in shows, and it really makes a difference in the community. Mm-hmm. Not too many park districts around the country actually own a 1921 historic theater. I was so, going to say, is that a rarity? That's, it yeah. is a rarity. Yeah, yeah, it really is different. And uh, I think there's maybe seven theaters uh, that owned by park districts in the state of Illinois. So it's very unique and different. Mm. Yeah, that Virginia theater is fabulous. Um, and the, just the different acts that come in there now. Oh, bring a little I mean, bit of everything, yeah. I mean, and, and it's 100 years old, over 1920, 1921 it was built, so yeah. over 100 years old. Yeah. I think we saw, um, who was it we saw in there, um, the singer, I just went blank on her name, the uh, singer that, uh, country singer that's been around forever. Um, not Britney Spears, but I'm thinking <laughs> of, it's, it's the... Uh, Anyway, I'll think of it as I go. Uh, nine eighteen here at DWS. We just saw an event in there. Of course, Ebert Fest is in there yeah. all the time. Uh, continues to be in yeah. there. Yeah, again next uh, year too. Again so next yeah, year, yeah. yeah. And um, the Martin Center. Tell me more about that. How that came about. What was the purpose of that? Well, um, probably six or seven years ago, uh, Brian Holding and came to me and said they wanted. They had ten acres to the south of the HK Human Kinetics Building where their mm-hmm. offices are. They wanted to build a park, so we. They said, okay. So we said, sure, we'll take it. So they, for a dollar a year, we leased the, the property, put a couple soccer fields in, and it's really used a basketball court and volleyball. And uh, the Martins had moved to Florida, and they had sold the company to the employees and had some extra money they wanted to give back to the community. Mm. So Brian approached me and said, hey, the Martins would like to donate $4.4 million to the Park District to build a rec center on this site. 
it was really hard to turn down $4.4 million. <laughs> so we actually went out and raised some more, probably raised another $3 million. The park district put in 4 to $5 million. And altogether, about a $12 million building we built. Mm-hmm. And we also improved the park, put about a million dollars into the park also. So mm-hmm. it's really going to make a difference in that community. The, the park and also the facility is really unique and different. It has a full-size gym, a running track. And one unique thing about it has an innovation center mm-hmm. that's really for kids and adults to come in and, and, and work with uh, technology and 3D mm-hmm. printers. And we are also forming a partnership with U of I. They're going to have an IT hub there. Hmm. And they're going to help uh, provide staff to teach people about computers and 3D printing and also hopefully improve uh, Internet access to the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in a great spot. I oh. mean, a spot that maybe been under underserved as yes. far as uh, in that in that part of town exactly and, and the other unique thing about it we're gonna have we have a partnership with the boys and girls club so mm-hmm. they're gonna run their for their kids k through five fifth grade they're gonna have their after school program and summer day camp there so what a great opportunity for them to move the young kids there and they're gonna fix up their old facility for the teens mm-hmm. leanne rhymes is who i was thinking of okay yeah it was just there <laughs> Funny how your mind works. It's like, I know it's in there somewhere. I can't think of it. Uh, Joe Deleuze is with us from the uh, Champaign Park District. Uh, question here says, how did the pandemic impact the park district, thinking mostly of the pool at Sholem? Yeah, that was It really did. It yeah. shut us down for a year. And that was really hard because our, basically our day camps and pool, everything we do during the summer except for the parks outside was shut down. It really hurt because that's what we do all the time. And when you can't do what you are meant to do on a day-to-day basis, it was really difficult for staff. We kept everyone working. We tried to do as much online stuff and virtual as possible. And uh, so, but the following year, it came back, and it's even getting, so each year it's coming back stronger. Mm-hmm. When was that renovated? When when was that the two thousand six it opened? Okay, so two thousand five, two thousand six. Okay. Really, that so, long ago? Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. No, it, uh, a lot of people go there. Yeah. Every time I go by there, it's packed. It's very popular. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're talking about all the different aspects of the uh, Champaign Park District. You mentioned the uh, the Leonard Rec Center, the the new one, right? The, the new, new bigger one. We have a new one and an old yeah, one. New one and an old one, right? Yes. Yeah. How, how is the new one now? I mean, what? what it, we, it really turned out, well, we really needed extra gym space. So there's two full-size gyms in there yeah. and a large running track. So a lot of our basketball programs are all able to put be put there. Volleyball, we even have pickleball in there now too. So, mm-hmm. so pickleball, of course, pickleball is, is really big, right. We just finished eight brand new pickleball standalone courts at uh, Centennial Park, at where Seaman Field used to be. Okay, so we have eight new courts, and the pickleball people are really loving those. Yeah, and that's really taken off. I've just kind of discovered that game. I think, a little you're, bit I think you'd be really good I at it. I, yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty good at ping pong, so I mean, it's kind of a cross combination between ping pong and tennis, and tennis right? Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. very social too, so it's a lot of fun playing, and mm-hmm. you can learn really fast and, and start playing. So, and people have a great time doing it. Yeah, those partnerships have been great, though. All the ones you've mentioned is that also unique with park districts to form a lot of partnerships. Or? I don't think it's unique, but I think that the number of partners. You know, we, we go mm-hmm. to meetings like for the community coalition. You look around the table, and probably ninety percent of the people at the table we have a partnership with us. So. Mm-hmm. Very unique and very different, but a lot of people have partnership, but just not that many. Yeah. Joe DeLuce with us for a few minutes here as we uh, talk about his uh, impending retirement uh, from the Champaign Park District. Uh, how many parks are there now in town? I mean, well, it fluctuates yeah. all the time. It seems yeah. like they come, and they come <laughs> and they go away or something. But right around 60, about 61 or 62, right 60. in that area. Yeah. Okay. So, that many? That many, yes. Yeah. 
You have enough uh, staff and everything? Or no, staff? We, don't, we never have enough staff. I was going to say. The ones, we, the ones we do do a great job. They do a great job. And uh, so I, I, they couldn't do a better job. So uh, they really keep the parks looking mm-hmm. great. So Now, the Champaign Park District has won a lot of awards, right? Yeah, over we the just, years? And, yeah, yeah and over the year, the uh, gold medal award is for the best park districts in the country. And uh, we've won it three times. And this past year, we were a finalist to win it again. And we were beat out by South Bend, Indiana. So we're, we're not real happy with South Bend, Indiana right now. <laughs> or the, probably the football team that comes out of there the also. Football, yeah, there's a football but, team uh, there. <laughs> but, no, we were a finalist. So we were top four of the best park districts for 75,000 to 150,000 people. So that's a great honor in itself just to be a, a finalist. I think altogether we've been a finalist 13 different times. Now that says a lot about the park district and the staff. It does for years. a community this size. Yes. Yeah. Now, you just were the, weren't you the Grand Marshal of the Parade of Lights, right? Yes, well, I guess yeah. in the paper they said I was the Garland Marshal. I'm not the sure if it, I'm not <laughs> sure what that meant, but uh, no, I was. I actually helped uh, work with the News Gazette staff, and we actually started the Parade of Lights back mm-hmm. in what, 2001, I believe it was. So it, it was a great feeling to be a part of that and be the Grand Marshal, and uh, uh, what a great parade. And the, the people mm-hmm. turned out, it's just a great event. Yeah, and events kind of come and go over time. Yes, uh, Taste of Champagne was a big deal yeah. for a lot of years. Almost 50 years. 50 years, yeah. And then the, the youth theater program. Yeah, it turned out. a big and, one. Yeah, and it uh, really has turned out, and it's year-round. It used to be just during the summer, and now we do it year-round, so it mm. really is a, a great program. All right, got a couple calls for you here, so okay. you'll need those headphones, okay. and then maybe turn the volume up if you need to. Uh, let's go to Sarah. How you doing, Sarah? Just fine, thank you. I just wanted to compliment the Park District on the Virginia Theater and the handicapped access. They have much better parking access and those raised than the assembly or State Farm Center. And those raised platforms in the back are wonderful when you have a walker to deal with, and hmm. you can push it towards the back and seat. It's it's probably the best access that we would go to. Yeah, that's been part of the renovation, yeah. right? In about 2011, we renovated the Virginia Theater, did about $5 million worth of work, and part of that was to add accessible seating, and it really has turned out well for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can testify to that. Thank you. Hey, thank you, Sarah. Yeah, because I, I don't know how much they were thinking about that in 1921. I mean, right. just... They weren't. You know, yeah. <laughs> that kind of access. They weren't thinking about restrooms either. We had to add more restrooms when we <laughs> took it over, too, because there weren't enough restrooms, and there's still not enough problems. No. It's a low ceiling in there, too. Yes, it is. In that restroom. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's good. All right. Uh, we're with Joe DeLuce for a few more minutes. Hi, Bob. Hi. How are you? Good. What's going I, uh, on, sir? Huh? What's going on? Well, I just wanted to uh, call and congratulate Joe on uh, retirement and uh, say that uh, he's done a great job <clears throat> in um, bringing the Park District along after following such uh, good guys as um, Bob Tolson and and uh, some of the others that uh, preceded him. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, that radio radio on behind is going to throw you. So just okay. so you know, <laughs> I'll turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think uh, we really can be proud of our Champaign Park District and Urbana Park District and the Forest Reserve District Mm -hmm. in this county because we have some of the most outstanding 
facilities and programs of anywhere in Illinois or the Midwest. Hmm. No, you're absolutely right. A lot of hard work goes into that, for sure. You bet. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bob. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Good to have you with us, yeah. And, Brian, it's been great to work with uh, Tim Bartlett and, and Lori at the uh, Fort County, uh, Champaign County Forest Preserve. What I think that's one of the great things about Parks Rec. We all work together. We all share ideas and, and work together. So, And we can go anywhere in the country or, or the state and talk to other park district people, and they share their information. So you don't always have that in, in, in agencies and in, in different areas, but it's really a, a, a true uh, giving profession people share a lot of information mm-hmm. so it's been great well because you've got the two cities yep. in the county right i mean and you know people crossing the line all yep. the time so yep. and we work real close with the uh, urbana park district on uh, cu special recreation so that's mm-hmm. a great opportunity for people with disabilities to participate in different programs so it, yeah. it's been great yeah those programs have grown a lot too oh yes they I have mean, this the special recreation right yes yeah because really we've, we've had the challenger league i know is with yep. tom jones the kiwanis right. folks and and all the the partners that are there. So and you, and and Bob mentioned some of the great leaders from the past. Yeah, it's been there great has to, been a great line of. Uh, oh, Bob Tolson was fantastic, great guy to work with, and uh, Bobby Harakovich did a great job. And so it's been a, a pleasure to follow those two. Hmm. All right. So what are you going to do with your days now? Are you going? I don't know. Go to go to the park and hang out, or do whatever I want to do. I guess. <laughs> My wife talked about me uh, having dinner ready every night when she comes home from work. So. She's seven yeah. years younger, so she's going to keep on working for a while. So <laughs> I think I'll have to find some things to do. Yeah, you will. Well, Joe, thanks for your friendship all these years. Well, it's been, thanks it's, for all the great work you've done. It's been a pleasure, Brian, yeah. working with you all yeah. these years. Fantastic. Well, very good. Enjoy retirement. I will. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's Joe DeLuce. He's soon to be retired as the executive director of the Champaign Park District. 25 years he worked for them. 929, back in a moment. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Join us on Saturday for Illini men's basketball during this finals week. It's Alabama A&M, the opponent at 3. 1 o'clock, Illini game day from State Farm Center Saturday. Just keep breathing and breathing and breathing and breathing. No, I gotta keep, keep on breathing. Just keep breathing and breathing and breathing and breathing. No, I gotta keep, keep on breathing. All right, 9.32. I need to get to some CBS news here in just a moment. As we uh, join you this morning on A Penny for Your Thoughts, another overcast day had some snow flying around out there, and I guess there's a chance of some uh, a little more significant snow middle of next week, just in time for the St. Louis-Missouri game, right? <laughs> so uh, that'll be a late night down there in uh, St. Louis. We'll have a, best of, a couple of best-of shows, three actually, over the uh, Christmas holiday. Our show today brought to you by OSF Cardiovascular Institute. Your heart is their mission. Learn more at osfhealthcare.org slash beat. Our news headlines brought to you by First Mid Bank and Trust, providing financial solutions since 1865. Visit firstmid.com to find out more. Let's go to CBS News here for the latest, and then we'll come back with more 
Penny, for your thoughts. Deb Finan coming up near the end of the show today. And as we talk about Scott Bennett, hard to believe a week ago since that happened. And a big story in the News Gazette um, with some charges filed uh, against an individual that uh, there was some fire involved and a burglary at the original uh, Pancake House a couple of times. Alleged spree, house fire, burglaries of restaurant and dispensary. That story in the News Gazette today. Mary Schenck covering all of that for us. Back with more in a moment here on this CBS News here at the bottom of the hour. Some open line time here for a while, 9.36. We're joined by uh, Champagne Mayor Deb Finan here in about an hour. Talk about Scott Bennett a little bit. And uh, his funeral, by the way, Monday at the Crannard Center at 10 o'clock. 217-356-9397. Text line at uh, 217-351-5357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Today is National Ugly Christmas Sweater Day. Third Friday in December. Had a couple of events. Uh, well, one here recently we were was everybody was encouraged to wear their ugly Christmas sweaters. There are some doozies out there, and if you've got one, you want to uh, text a picture of it. I'll try to describe it to people. <laughs> if you've got one, you want to send in at two one seven three five one five three five seven. There is again, there are some doozies out there. So, Nationally Ugly Christmas Sweater Day today. All right, uh, let's go to the phones here at 937. Hi, Eric. Hey, good morning, Brian. Um, you know, you mentioned that um, that uh, old pancake house, the, the break-in and the, the fire and everything. Yeah. Well, when, when that article came out last night, I just, you know, wanted to Google who this person was. And it's pretty obvious to figure out who he is because it's all on Facebook. His Facebook page is loaded full of this paranoid schizophrenia talk of everything he was doing. Mm. You know, I mean, uh, he burned his own house down because he thought cameras were watching him in his smoke detectors. Then he went to his, he, used to, he was the general manager of the pancake house. His dad owns the business. So he went over there and broke in and set the, uh, wanted to burn it down, but it didn't happen. Broke into the New Era place on campus, the dispensary, and the police caught him, you know, like, doing that and they've got a video and all that so but the, the crazy thing is that given all that and like I said the facebook stuff which anybody could look at if they google it they let them out <laughs> it should be you know like a kind of psychiatric lockdown or something so yeah he's got a what he's situation. got a return at uh, to court january 11th yeah um, what's he doing between now and then <laughs> i don't know his bond was five hundred thousand dollars uh he had no no prior offenses uh, but yeah, that's uh, just reading through the story. It's like holy cow! I mean, he was—he's well, obviously having some problems. Um, yeah, Google Google his Facebook when you get a chance. Mm. Just put his name in Champaign, Illinois, and, and take you all two minutes to see what I'm talking about or anybody listening because uh, it's clearly mentally problem here. And it's you know the only reason I even thought about it was like okay, well they let him out, and so what's he doing right now? Where is he at? You know what yeah, I mean? So I don't know. Kind of a scary situation, you know. Yeah. When you burn no. your own house down. <laughs> yeah, the house on South Duncan. Uh, mm-hmm. Investors found a uh, gas canister had been spilled on the back porch area near the back door of the home. Uh, mm-hmm. Police were also at the original Pancake House. His father Eric, uh, of course, is the owner there. 
A large rock had been used to shatter a glass door. Shelf was knocked over. Registered drawers and chains scattered. Found grease around the kitchen and rags stuffed into the stove burners that had been turned on. So that could have been a whole lot worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, Apparently left the business in January over dispute with his father. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, as you mentioned, did the burglary at the New Era Champagne, a cannabis dispensary at 102 East Green. So, yeah, facing all kinds of uh, charges there. So, wow. Correct. Yeah, and so. then those started happening, and it was like, what is this crime spree? And hard to believe it was done by one person. Yeah, it was all the same person. Yeah. So it, it's mm-hmm. you start putting the pieces together. Yeah. Anyway, uh, not to share some bad news, but it was just like, wow, okay, so mm-hmm. that's going on. And, and I don't know if anybody talked about or, or you heard about the Dan McLaughlin, the, the Cardinals um, – our broadcaster was r- removed from his, or he mutually decided to resign. Yeah, following his, uh, he had a third DUI, I guess, felony DUI. So yeah, he had a couple back around uh, oh, 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and he got a, a, a third chance, basically, you know, a decade ago. And um, boy, that's really too bad because he's only forty five yeah. years old. He's got a, you know, had a long career in front of him. Oh yeah, and, and, and you bet somebody didn't uh, install Uber on his phone for him. Yeah, know? yeah, he got. He, for the people that don't know, he's the TV, TVV voice, TV voice of the Cardinals. We've had him on the air with us. I've gotten to know mm-hmm. him over the years. Really good guy, and yeah. um, I, um, I, I was really, I felt sorry for him. I just, uh, but he made a mistake. He made a big, big mistake, and yeah. it's, uh, it's costly. Absolutely. Well, anyway, I just wanted to share, Brian. Have a have a good rest of your day and happy holidays. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, somebody says he was not talking about the alleged spree. Uh, Tyler Faulkner was not the general manager of the Pancake House. Eric said he was. I'm looking through the story here. I know he worked there and he was familiar with the um, with the building itself, according to the story. Uh, he'd worked there previously, left the business in January over a dispute with his father. So, anyway, um, appreciate that. Don't know what his title was there, but I'm sure people do know. Uh, 942 at News Talk 1400 DWS. Let me get a break in. Back in a moment. Penny for your thoughts here as we roll along on this OSF Illini Friday. Got a game tomorrow for you here on uh, the radio. We'll talk about that a little bit as we go to here on Penny. Hi, this is Kaylee Tizon from Oakwood Girls Basketball. Join us Saturday afternoon at 1 as Illinois basketball takes on Alabama A&M right here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. And a little snow flying around here this morning on this Friday morning, 9.45, uh, Roost by Roger. Uh, if you need to get on the list for next year as far as getting a roof job done, you can certainly do that. Uh, they are taking um, positions. Get yourself in position because you got to get in line, basically. they got so many people that you know need to have their uh, roof work done. And so if you want to get that done, I give you a little more time to talk about shingles and all the different uh, things involved there and you can finance the roof too you can talk about that uh, because they do have a, a payment plan for you if approved uh, f- with the uh, f- financing your roof because i know it's a big investment when you got everything else going on and everything else is going up we talked about electricity and all the different prices that are increasing and of course they do all the uh, usual things during the winter siding and gutters and gutter guards and windows so they can all help with that 
Roofs by Roger, 217-834-3800, 217-834-3800 is the uh, number to call. All right, I did Google uh, Tyler Faulkner. It said, uh, studied at Knox College, manager at the original Pancake House, is what um, the Facebook page said. So he obviously did work there before of some kind, whatever the title was. All right, let's go to Mark. How you doing, Mark? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merry Christmas. It's coming up quick. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. A few comments real quick. We were talking about uh, people registering their guns by serial numbers the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Illinois is the only state in the country that has a FOID card. So all the people who own guns are registered. And that is so anti-Second Amendment. And that's an unconstitutional act on its own. Um. John called in the other day, and he was talking how the Hunter Biden thing is just absolutely, you know, basically a hoax, and it's going to blow up in the Republicans' face. Well, all the Hunter Biden laptop is available on the Internet, and it shows in visual pictures of how perverted this guy was and the sex and drugs. It shows him with two eight-year-olds, one in a little skimpy bikini type of lingerie, one he's on top of looking at his camera. It's disgusting. It shows how far and deeply the pedophilia goes, you know, throughout Washington and the elite and how they they laugh at being caught. And Biden's totally corrupted. And, you know, when, when the Twitter files have been released now, we find out the government is running Twitter, the government is running Facebook, and you find out that it's just a big information grab and a psyops, you know, psychological operations, uh, social engineering, trying to direct how you think. Um, You begin to realize how deeply this government has infiltrated um, your mind illegally, in my opinion. It's not legal for the government to, to run Twitter, although they made it legal in the National Defense Authorization Act of 2013 when they denied the Smith Munt Act. And, you know, basically they say it is legal to do what they're doing. Uh, When we talk about the fake news and the media, you understand that's because the government is behind all this. And if you really just extrapolate a little further and you look at Joe Biden, how he's walking in areas, sticking his hands out, absolutely clueless a lot of the time, the same people who are running Joe Biden, the same ones who are running Twitter, meaning We've heard about the 15 people or so who work at Twitter who have three-letter agencies behind them. Those, they're meeting with the White House people. So the people they're meeting with, which is a matter of record now, are the same ones who are running Joe Biden. I mean, how can you have a president who is not there? Isn't that very deceptive, Brian? Is it deceptive? Wouldn't you call well, that deceptive? You mean what is deceptive? You mean the, the fact who, that Joe Biden is not mentally capable to be president of the United States, and yet they keep him in that position and, and use him? Well, Do you think I, that's just a matter of opinion? Well, I mean, it probably is, yeah, a matter of opinion. But, I mean, I, I don't know what to seems, tell you. I mean, it seems to me so, the facts but, are very clear. Okay. I mean, it's it's not just an opinion. The facts are there. They're visual to anyone. 
and more and more is coming out about how this government is corrupt to the top. And then you've got the whole world government coming down our throats. Um, I, I just, it's just amazing what they're getting away with at this point in time. But I'm hoping that people will open their eyes with this Twitter release. And the fact that your News Gazette publisher said, we don't need to cover that story. That's absolutely insane because it's, I think Marlene called in yesterday and said, I get all my news from the paper and rabbit ears. And it's like, there's an awful lot of older people who just are clueless to what's going on because they're not attuned to the internet. Mm. And here you have one of the biggest scandals of all time with Twitter being run by government agencies and it won't be mentioned in the newspaper. One of the reasons I like to call into this radio station is because I know there's so many older people who don't get the news, who are clueless to what's really going on in the world. Um, yeah. So anyway. Okay. Thank you, yeah, sir. That, that's what's on my mind. All right. Have very good. One. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Thank you. 951. Uh, back in a moment here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. Nine fifty four on a penny for your thoughts. News Talk fourteen hundred DWS. This day two hundred and forty nine years ago, uh, fed up with paying tax uh, on their tea and other things, um, the Boston Tea Party. They stormed King George's docked cargo ships, tossed everything into the harbor including a whole bunch of tea. Boston Tea Party Day, night, or 1773. And today is also the um, Stupid Toy Day. <laughs> or uh, toys that just didn't make any sense, I guess would be the more polite way to say it, right? The Pet Rock in the 1970s. You have a Pet Rock? That's, that's on the list. I'll have to look up the rest of those. So uh, the pet rock of the 1970s on that list there. Uh, you got the premiere of Avatar today, The Way of Water. It's the day Avatar uh, folks have been waiting 13 years for. James Cameron, The Way of Water sequel hits theaters today. The movie set a decade after the events of the first Avatar. And uh, for Christmas mail, they say, uh, wrap those packages, lick those stamps. Tomorrow is the last day to get your presents in the mail if you want the U.S. Postal Service to have them delivered on time for Christmas. And somebody texts in, let's uh, use airtime to talk about the good things people do. Why give so much attention to people that do evil? Well, we've got uh, some of that in the News Gazette today. There's a 22-page section, giving section. Charles Dickens uh, is mentioned here. His quote, no one is useless in this world who lightens the burdens of another. And there are just uh, 22 pages that Jeff uh, D'Alessio and his team put together of all the different groups that are helping in our community. All the Boys and Girls Club, Champaign County Casa, Champaign County Crime Stoppers, I'm just skipping through here. Champaign Urbana Ballet Company, Symphony Orchestra, the 
Champaign-Urbana Schools Foundation, Community Foundation of East Central Illinois, Crisis Nursery, Cunningham Children's Home, CU One-to-One Mentoring, the Immigration Forum, DAC Foundation, Daily Bread Soup Kitchen. There's little uh, blurbs on each of those, what they do. And uh, you can certainly look at those and how you can help them, where to give, where to support. And there is a lot of good work being done that maybe isn't in the headlines every day, there's no doubt. But that uh, giving section, we talked with Paul Barrett yesterday about all the special sections that uh, the News Gazette has had and how well thought out, well put together they are. And there's another one today, so make sure you uh, you check that out. Urbana High Band Room, ready to grow. There's an article on that today by Ethan Simmons. And uh, early candidate for mayor, Urbana mayoral race in 2024, Deshaun Williams. Getting an early start on his campaign. All of those stories online or in the uh, News Gazette. You can check those out. Uh, 9.58 at DWS. Has it ever been announced that Aetna and Carl Clinic Hospital finalized a contract so retirees can continue to go there? I, th- I, I don't know where they are on signing everything, but I know they agreed basically uh, to everything. And this was a few weeks ago. So I think we're in, uh, I think we're in good shape on that. I haven't heard of anything that's tripped that up. And, of course, you had the uh, where Carl didn't want to go forward with Aetna unless they had a signed contract and apparently or a, a deal with a contract, written contract, and they got that worked out from what I understand a few weeks ago. So I think we're – unless there's something to happen that I don't know about. So I think we're good on that. All right, 217-356-9397. We're at uh, 959. The news coming up from CBS here at the uh, top of the hour. Deb Finan will join us near the end of the show, the mayor of Champaign. Maybe uh, the mayor of Urbana, too, will jump in. We'll talk about Scott Bennett a week since his passing. His uh, memorial service, his uh, celebration of life, memory uh, of him coming up on Monday at the Cranert Center at uh, 10 a.m. Got a Monday morning quarterback show for you on uh, Monday morning, and uh, Tuesday we'll uh, move through, of course. Clarissa will join us. We've got, uh, let's see, we're doing the show from uh, St. Louis, Missouri, coming up on Next Thursday, and then some best of shows coming up at the end of next week and into early the following week as we start the journey between Christmas and New Year's down to Tampa at some point near the end of the month, and we'll have the ball game for you on the second. So busy times ahead. Enjoy the holidays. Maybe some sunshine by Sunday. We'll hope for it. WDWS Champaign Urbana. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM WDWS. You can join in on the phone, via text, or online. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Or send an email to talk at WDWS.com. Now, here again, Brian Barnhart. We're on a penny for your thoughts. Hour number two with you up until 11 o'clock today. Uh, Deb Finan will join us in a little bit and get her thoughts on the passing of uh, Scott Bennett a week ago, the uh, state senator. His service comes up at the Cranert Center on Monday at 10 a.m. Today's show uh, brought to you by our friends at OSF. They want to be the best possible, best you possible, 
Whoever you are, wherever you're going, go to osfhealthcare.org slash mission. Illinois and Alabama A&M tomorrow at the uh, State Farm Center at 3. The uh, guys have been in uh, finals all week, uh, men's and women's teams. Uh, women's uh, will play. Uh, women's team will be at Missouri on Sunday at 4. We'll have that one on the radio for you as well with our buddy Mike Kuhn. All right, 10-11 at DWS on a uh, penny for your thoughts. And we uh, got Chapin Rose on the line here this morning. How are you, sir? Hey, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Good. We yeah. ne- need to see some sunshine. It's been kind of a kind of <laughs> yeah, a gray we week. We so, all need some sunshine, yeah. that's for sure. Um, yeah. So on on that point, uh, our our friend Scott, I wanted to lend my thoughts if if I could, and I appreciate you asking me to come on and just share a little about Scott, and sure, Bennett, and you know. First of all, I don't think anybody, I, I mean, you can't say enough about Scotty's sense of humor. I mean, the man was just incredibly funny. And, um, you know, everything he, he, you know, the way he conducted himself, the way he said it, you know, it, he was just such a good all-around guy. And he also was a guy, you know, he, I'd watch him in Springfield. You know, he'd walk around at every table, you know, every desk, visit with people, you know, talk to everybody. Um, and he was just a joy to, uh, frankly, a joy to be around. But I, I want to share just a couple stories. And, and, and let me say this too. You know, you can't go to Springfield and, and be in agreement with anybody 100% of the time. Okay. But Scott and I agreed on far more than we ever disagreed on. And when it came to this county and, and Vermilion County, the area of East Central Illinois that he and I both represent, we were almost always in agreement on local issues. And, you know, we, we did a lot together on the Muhammad Aquifer. You know, the bills that we passed for the aquifer, the drinking water was, was you know, they were always, you know, Rose Bennett, Bennett Rose bills, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, it, but the the guy that was way more important than all the Springfield stuff was just Scott. And, you know, I'd see him at the Y and we'd be picking our kids up and we'd, you know, we'd look at each other and say, man, we probably should have come and worked out, but neither one of us did that. We just took our kids up, you know, or I'd see him at BW3s on a Saturday watching football. If his kids, well, I'd have my kids out watching football at BW3s trying to get our kids out of the house and let, you know, let our wives have a break. You know, he was just such a good person. And, and I want to share just a couple quick stories if I can. Mm-hmm. We had this bill one time and it was, he and I both had already set our, our legislative dance cards. They were full, and you know, there's only so much you can get done in five months. There's only so much bandwidth. And then this local bill came up, and it was a really important local bill, but you know, it only impacted one agency, one one group, and basically, you know, one of us is going to have to do it, and we're probably going to have to, you know, you know, change, change, you know, not do something else because this come up at the last minute. And so we're both kind of sitting there staring at it, saying, "Well, we know it's got to be done. Which one of us is going to do it?" Finally, says, I'll flip you for it. <laughs> so, so literally, we said in my office and flipped the coin. He lost. <laughs> so he got to carry the bill. Uh, you know, and it got done. It was important to get done. But, you know, he had such a great sense of humor like that. You know, he just finally was like, I'll flip you for it. Um, <laughs> one time we were at the U of I, and, and it was funny because usually Scott and I would go, we'd go to the U of I. You know, we played good cop, bad cop. He was always a good cop, and I was the bad cop. And, we're in this meeting, and and uh, uh, President Clean said something, and next thing I know, Scott like <laughs> like came unglued, and for a minute I just looked at him like, "What's happening here?" You know, and uh, uh, you know, afterwards 
we walked out, and he looks at me and goes, that was fun. Can I play bad cock this time, too? <laughs> 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 you know, but, but uh, you know, it, it was um, – it, it, it was such a he's such a joy to be around and and I want to say this and this tells you everything you need to know about the Bennetts Scott and Stacy and their family. Um, yesterday I got a text message. Kim and I got a text message from friends in our in our Bible study, and one of our friends was um, out packing food food for the needy, and. The, the, there were every box of food that came in to be packed was sponsored by somebody. And the, t- the picture she sent me was sponsored by Scott and Stacy Bennett. Hmm. Now, obviously that had happened. They'd done that sponsorship probably well before any of this terrible news had ever hit, you know, or the medical issue had ever happened. But that tells you everything you know, but need to know about Scott and Stacy Bennett. Hmm. And, um, you know, I'll, I will miss him dearly. Uh, in Springfield for sure, but more importantly back here where I'd see him around town. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I regret that our last, um, our last legislative exchange was, um, a disagreement quite frankly, um, because it wasn't the relationship that we had. I mean, we were so much more in agreement than ever in disagreement, but I can tell you this, that the world is a, is a better place because of Scott, and frankly, Illinois needs more guys like him, mm. um, not just in Springfield, but, you know, in every day, wherever you're at, he's just a, he's just a joy to be around. And yeah. that last little picture we got from our friends in our Bible study with the, you know, the food drive sponsored by Scott and Stacey Bennett, I thought it just said everything. So, yeah, he was he um, was so plugged in. And, and as you would know, you're in you know a unique position because you understand the world he lives in. And lived in yeah. uh, as a state senator from this area, and uh, he being a Democrat from downstate Illinois too. Um, just you know, you're one of the people that would understand the world he was in. Yeah, and you know the you know the great part though is when it came to local issues, it really wasn't Democrat or Republican. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, like I said, I mean we were usually I remember on the Capitol bill, you know, he and I both ran our own. Um, traps uh, with each other to make sure that we weren't we were at you know maximizing for our area when it came to you know you know roads or bridges that were to be fixed you know so that he and I weren't asking for say the same bridge and then you know we're only getting one bridge instead of two bridges <laughs> so you know we we always work together like that and mm-hmm. and um, I just really uh, again look enough can't be said about a sense of humor but really enough can't be said about him as a person. Um, you know, and his whole family is, I mean, look, I don't know who his parents are, but they must've come from good stock because, you know, you look at the fact that his uncle, uh, Tom Bennett is a state representative from Gibson city, who by the way, also happens to be one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I just think the whole Bennett family from Ford County is just, they're just good stock, good people. And, um, you know, uh, I'll miss my friend, you know, that's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and forty five is not very old. I mean, I no, I just think no. I shake my head at that. I'm just like, wow. Yeah, no, yeah. and and you know, and I, I'll say I miss my friend, but you know, he literally was a friend. <laughs> I think he's a friend to everybody he ever met. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that shows in the outpouring of support here, um, you know, locally. So, I, I, I will. Uh, I know that they put a call out for people to put up his signs and, and memory. Um, you know, and, and I think that is a neat, neat tribute. Uh, I've seen several around town and, um, 
you know, I, I thought that's a, a pretty cool um, thing in memory, but it's just too bad that it's in memory. So yeah. anyway. Well, well, thank you for your perspective, Chapin. I appreciate it. And uh, yep. I know we, we lost a good man. And, uh, you know, we, we certainly we did. We did, Brian. And, and thank you to you and the WDWS team for putting on as many stories and different viewpoints today. And it sounds like you got Deb Finan coming in later here. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's great that you've done that to honor him and his family. And, you know, I, I just, um, it's just really too bad. So. All right. Well, take care. Thank you, Chapin. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. Uh, Chapin Rose, state senator, uh, of course, served in uh, Springfield with uh, the late Scott Bennett. And yeah, he was uh, his sense of humor was uh, terrific. Um, his ability to to get things done, to work with uh, across the aisle, and as he said, uh, as Chapin said, I mean they were together more often than apart on uh, different issues. But uh, yeah, it's a it's a great loss. We've talked about it talked about it early in the week. We'll kind of finish the the week uh, talking about him as well here in a little bit. Uh, Deb Finan will join us in a few minutes. We're at ten twenty. Let me get a break in. Back with more. Penny for your thoughts here in just a moment. Illini family, this is Brad Underwood. We'll see you tomorrow at the State Farm Center and catch game day coverage starting two hours before tip-off right here on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Ten twenty-three on a penny for your thoughts. Good to have you with us here today. We had Joe Deluce off the top, retiring as the executive director of the Champaign Park District. Had some open line time. Uh, Chapin Rose checked in with us on uh, the passing of his friend and colleague in the Senate, uh, Scott Bennett, last week. We'll have Deb Finan, mayor of Champaign, join us here in just a few minutes. I uh, had a question here. Uh, let's see. What a farce. The two people involved in threatening Urbana School High School got off with a charge of disorderly conduct. No wonder crime is rampant. No punishment for those breaking the law. Our state's attorney, Julie Reitz, is soft on crime. I'd like to hear her comment on this. I consider this crime domestic terrorism. Well, I went back, and uh, you can think that, but I think they are facing some uh, serious things here. An Urbana high school student who admitted she sent threatening emails to staff at a high school last month has pleaded guilty to felony disorderly conduct in a resolution similar to the one arrived at earlier this month with another teenage girl who phoned in a threat to the high school, Judge Anna Benjamin will determine her sentence. In return, more serious charges uh, were dismissed. The 16-year-old faces penalties ranging from, from probation to one to three years in prison, although the length of any sentence to a juvenile prison is actually determined by the Department of Juvenile Justice. Uh, the assistant state's attorney, uh, Brooke Hinman, laid out the facts of the month-long ordeal for UHS staff and students who were under almost daily threats of violence, prompting lockdowns, class cancellations, and remote learning. First phone call was made November 7th to the main office. A female and male voice alleged that there would be a shooting at the high school. Urbana police and the FBI investigated. Ultimately learned the female caller was a 16-year-old from Chicago who had no connection to Urbana High School. She was arrested November 22, admitted making the calls at the behest of a young man, she met in a chat room app. That user supplied an audio recording telling volunteers what to say. She's set to be sentenced for felony disorderly conduct January 9th by Benjamin. Uh, the 16-year-old from Urbana who pleaded guilty admitted that between November 15th and 28th, she sent several alarming emails 
to one teacher threatening to kill her and her students while at school. Another email was sent to a substitute teacher as well. The girl used three different email accounts to send the threats. Police and school officials were able to narrow areas of the high school in which the device sending the emails was used, leading them to the student. Hinman said she admitted to police having difficulty with the teacher targeted in the majority of her emails and the substitute teacher. Following her plea, which was negotiated by the attorney's office and the assistant public defender, Katie Jessup, the girl was released to her mother, who was in court when she pleaded guilty. The uh, lawyers agreed she could be released pending her January 25th sentencing, but on the condition she remain at home unless she's in school, church, or at the doctor and not use any social media or be online except for educational purposes. Now, when the original charges were filed against the 15-year-old from Chicago, uh, Julie Reitz had said she's a juvenile, so this is being handled in juvenile court. And at the time, the maximum penalty is up to your 21st birthday. So the juvenile courts have a big say, of course, in all of that. So I don't pretend to know how all those things work, but uh, there are people that do. But anyway, those are the the story that was in the Gazette here recently, and that hopefully that kind of summarizes for you what was uh, what was going on. Friends at OSF, six convenient locations for OSF Urgent Care on call. They have uh, locations in Champaign, Danville, Mattoon, and in Rantoul. They can treat minor illnesses, you know, earaches and cold, and, you know, the flu is spreading. So if you, you think you may have the flu, you can get that checked out. Open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, including holidays. Online appointment scheduling. You can do that, osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. Same-day walk-in visits, no appointment necessary. They can treat minor injuries. The goal is to get you in and out in about uh, 40 minutes. Most insurance is accepted, including Health Alliance. Provide $35. I guess they're still that. I don't know. There's sports physicals for school-age children. 24-7 virtual visits to get care anywhere, anytime. So the friends at OSF. Make sure you um, you talk to them if you need to uh, run by OSF on-call urgent care. And, and nobody wants to spend a lot of time in a doctor's office or the emergency room or in a clinic somewhere. You just want to get in and you want to get out. And that's the goal with OSF uh, on-call. So make sure you uh, take advantage of their services. All right, uh, 217-356-9397 is the number. Text line at 217-351-5357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Again, our coverage tomorrow, see, the game's at 3, so we'll start at 1 with our Illini game day coverage. You've got the Saturday sports talk show, of course, 9 to 11 with uh, Steve and Lauren. So that'll be coming up. Uh, here tomorrow on DWS. Hey, Adam, let's go ahead and take a break, and we'll come back. Uh, we've got Deb Finan standing by, the mayor of Champaign. We'll talk to her a little bit about Scott Bennett, and uh, straight ahead after this. Hey, Illini family. It's Illini women's basketball coach Shauna Green. Don't miss a minute of Illini basketball this season on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM DWS. We are back on a penny for your thoughts here. We had uh, Chapin Rose check in with us here just a few minutes ago. Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. Deb Finance coming up. Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. South side of I-74 between the Neal and Prospect exits where action speaks louder than words is their motto. And if you have a, uh, hopefully you haven't, but if you need their services, I mean, nobody wants to be in a repair shop. I mean, that's like the last place you want to be. But if you do have a, a big dent or a little ding, or anything in between, uh, choosing the best collision repair specialist is 
Very important, and these guys will do a great job for you. So uh, reach out to them, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. Uh, you can go to their website, check out all the things they have there, gallomiller.com, or just go by and say hi to them and say, hey, we sent you, and you're just being prepared if anything happens to you. Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair. Give them a call, stop by, or see them. Uh, 1034 here at DWS. Deb Finan is here. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. The weather's kind of blasé. I mean, I mean, my kids are excited about snow, so are I'm going to try to be excited about snow. <laughs> we may get some middle of next week, I guess. Yeah, white Christmas. For Christmas, yeah, for Christmas. So, yeah, you got big Christmas plans? Uh, we'll be here. Yeah, okay. Going nowhere. I mean, you were just, you know, you get out and about, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we, no, we, well, we have family. Um, my dad's in Fisher, my mom's in Champaign, okay. and uh, my husband's family is in the Chicago suburbs, so we okay. won't be going very far. Okay. And stay here where it's cold, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. How are things with you? They're all Pretty right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's been a hard seven days, I think, for the community. Yeah, with, yeah. Um, the passing of Senator Bennett. It's hard to believe it's a week ago. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's time kind of stopped for a few days in there while we were all waiting to find out what was going on. Because that just, that just came out of nowhere. And I know, um, I don't think there was any indication no. that anything was going on that you knew. I mean, No, I, I don't think that there was any indication, at least yeah. not that I've heard. And he had had a lot of, with the Safety Act, he had been getting some uh, changes, am- amendments, and different things. He'd worked really hard on that, so I knew it was probably a stressful time for him. Uh, and he did a lot of work on that up till the last minute. He, Yeah, and, he and um, Julia Reitz worked mm-hmm. incredibly hard on that together. Mm-hmm. How long have you known Scott? When did you first meet him? Do you remember? I I don't remember. He actually worked for my dad's law firm for a while, though. Really? So, um, and yeah, I've known him for a long time. I, you know, I don't remember when they moved back here, but whenever that was is about when I got to know him. And I think Julia hired him at one point. She did. Yeah. yeah. And I think, at the, and she talked about it on air. She goes, I was a little concerned initially he was going to run against me yeah. for state's attorney. I don't know if you I think she story. hired him so he wouldn't yeah, run I against know. her. Yeah. He, I couldn't, he ran for county board in there, and I think it was before he went to work for mm-hmm. Julia. He had a great sense of humor, didn't he? Can he you, did. Can you talk about that a little bit? What you, uh, you know, I, I, I said to someone last night, I wish I'm not somebody who keeps my texts. I clean up my phone, mm-hmm. um, but I, I just, I had so many funny texts from Scott, and you know, even, even recently, you know, he is, you know, just he'll he'll just text to see how you're doing he and i had been playing phone tag i'd been trying to get a hold of him about some things and he was so involved with the safety act and you know he was texting to just say you know i'm on nonstop zooms and trying to you know he's working on some of the most important legislation in the state of illinois right right now um and you know he's He's texting me funny stuff and apologizing for not, you know, being available to call me back right that red hot second. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's just who he was. He was responsive to everybody. And I've been told and uh, Chapin talked about him a little bit and others that have worked with him, Julian, Mike Ferrix, about how his uh, he used sense of humor to kind of 
when there, when there was a tense political situation, he had a way of kind of diffusing things. With he absolutely did. You know, I think the other thing was it made people comfortable with each other. So, you know, he would set the tone for... Um, you know, yeah, we're going to do some hard work here, but we don't have to be miserable and we don't have to dislike each other. And he worked with anybody, you know, I mean, he just was someone who would reach across the aisle. And if it was the right thing to do, Scott was going to work on it. And he, you know, I heard a little bit of what Chapin was saying. And, you know, they, they did work together um, on, you know, things for our region mattered and he didn't care who got the credit. I mean, one of the things I loved about him was he was always behind the scenes working on anything we asked relating to the city of Champaign or constituents who had issues. But, you know, he wasn't saying to me in the next breath, you know, let's have a press conference so I can tell everybody I did it. Mm -hmm. Um, He just wanted to to help and get it done. Mm Mm-hmm. So you got some examples of that or the city of Champaign where he was? You know, uh, the thing that always stands out to me, and this is not a city of Champaign thing, but in my private practice as an attorney, I did a lot of work with special needs trusts and families who with um, individuals who needed guardianships. And Scott was somebody along actually with Treasurer Frerichs when um, he was legislating Um, who worked on the ABLE Act. And, you know, I had some practical things that didn't work always as an attorney for some of these families. And I was able to share that with Scott and he was able to work on amendments that made it make more sense and work better for the families who needed it. And, you know, really what those are are savings accounts for um, individuals with disabilities that then don't count against their social security disability benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a, it was a new thing. Um, they're fairly new. Well, they're not so new anymore, but they were new at the time Scott and I were working on it. And, you know, I just loved that he wanted to sit down and learn. He wanted to hear from the families what was going on. And he wanted to get it right. And he wanted the state to get it right. And, you know, I can think of a million things with the city. But I think the fact that he he just cared about day-to-day people was kind of the hallmark of who he was. Mm-hmm. Again, Deb Finan with us, Mayor of Champaign, as we uh, talk a little bit about the life of uh, Scott Bennett, who passed away about a week ago. Uh, about the, this time we found out, and uh, of course the funeral's coming up, what, Monday at uh, 10 it o'clock. Now, are you speaking at that? I am. Yeah. yeah. There'll be a lot of folks, I'm sure, that have a lot of stories. A lot of <laughs> yeah. memories, I'm sure. <laughs> a lot of memories, yeah. yeah. yeah you know, I, I've, I've spent a week thinking through all the memories and looking at pictures and you know it's funny the pictures i have i have a lot of pictures that he sent me of me we'd be at events together and you have the state senator who's texting you a picture saying you know you probably want this for your facebook page you know here you are speaking or whatever (laughs) you know he's like my own private press guy (laughs) so we'd kind of take turns i'd take pictures of him or he'd take them of me but um you know the other thing was if we were at an event 
event and people were sort of sort of droning on scott was the first one to just he'd get up and he'd just get through it and you know a minute or two like he could read the room mm-hmm. like you know this was supposed to be a 20 minute meeting and we're already 23 minutes yeah. in i'm not gonna make you listen to me for another 10 or 15 yeah. minutes and you know he he knew his audience and he was ever present but he wasn't somebody who needed the spotlight hmm. and he loved farming i know he did. did yeah yeah you know i and I, i've been thinking about what i'm gonna say on monday and i you know i think a lot of it will center just around i think every time i talk to him there was a family component mm-hmm. so you know it was talking about farming or <laughs> He would be, you know, driving for his family farm and, you know, he'd be on his cell phone or he would be telling me that, you know, yeah, I'd love to, you know, meet you for a drink or a cup of coffee, but I've got, I've got to get back to the twins or I need to do this for Stacy. And so we would talk a lot um, and we'd try to get together when he was in town, but he also was very protective of making sure that he spent that time with family. Hmm. Yeah, remembering Scott Bennett here as we visit with uh, Champaign Mayor Deb Finan, because I know as a leader in the city, um, you've, if you've got somebody in Springfield that can sort out all the, and let's call it madness sometimes over there, having an ally like that, I mean, that you know personally and can help yeah. you out. Right. It's been it's been phenomenal. I mean, we've had when I first became mayor, um, the state was working on um, we were switching over some of the fees relating to funding MetCAD, which is your 911 center, Mm -hmm. because it's primarily paid for by telephone lines and tax on telephone lines. Well, everybody's got cell phones they don't they don't have landlines anymore Mm -hmm. and so there was legislation that was going to fix that and that was also setting the percentage that we would get downstate from that and kind of figuring it out right because if you have a student they might have a 312 area code but we're going to provide metcad services to them in the 217 area code Mm -hmm. and uh Scott was just so responsive. Um, you know, certainly we have other legislators who are great to work with as well. But, you know, I, he would pick up the phone when he was in the middle of the floor debates and, you know, or he would call me and say, what do you think about this change? Mm-hmm. Um, and he knew we were actively involved in it. And so he was checking in throughout the day to give us updates and let us know what was happening. Yeah, and he would do a lot of that. I know um he was routinely with Julia and others on the Safety Act. Uh, he was always um, really close to figuring out the heartbeat of what what the district attorneys thought, what the you know what the what the sheriff thought. I mean, mm-hmm. it was he was really good at that. I thought he was, and he you know he worked hard to have credibility with both sides and and that's not to say that he was you know sort of wishy-washy about it but that he he really listened and so he understood what was important to both sides and he was trying to kind of find a way through the middle to do what was best for the citizens of the uh, state of illinois yeah well he uh, i know i think he met stacy what when he was out in dc i think is when i think they met, that's right, right. Yeah. yeah yeah working uh, out there and they were both involved in politics and uh, 
you know, I mean, uh, the wife of a politician like that, I mean, they're gone all the time, it seems like. you know, They are they're, gone all the time, although Scott made a habit of mm-hmm. being home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, not everybody drives home every night from Springfield. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that was important to Scott. And I was at events with him in Chicago where, you know, I'm spending the night because I am not driving home at <laughs> 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And Scott is because being home with his family and being with Stacy and Emma and Sam was important to him. I know, and you know this, being in the world of uh, politics, being able to, to work with folks that you disagree with, um, in different constituencies, um, he had a real gift for that. He did. And I, I don't think, I mean, I, he could disagree without being disagreeable. He mm-hmm. was very principled. He knew what was important to him and what his core values were. He also was willing to listen. And, and he was not afraid to change his mind if it was the right thing to do. And I think people really respected that. Yeah. Well, Deb, I appreciate you coming in here and sharing a few minutes with us. Absolutely. And, Thanks uh, for asking me. Yeah. He was um, a fantastic man. He was um, a fantastic public servant. We, I mean, the University of Illinois relied on him. He was a voice for this region, and um, he is going to be sorely missed. Mm-hmm. Um, he will be missed on a personal level, but you know, we will miss him as a senator mm-hmm. without a doubt. All right. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Deb Finan, Mayor of Champaign, with us here. Thoughts on Scott Bennett. Let me get a break in. Back with more Penny for your thoughts after this T.O. Illini family, this is Illinois women's basketball coach Shauna Green. We're in action this Sunday. Listen in on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM. Our uh, Illini Friday today, each uh, Friday during the uh, football and basketball season, brought to you by OSF Healthcare Cardiovascular Institute, offering total heart care from pacemakers, bypasses, valve replacements to heart transplants. OSF Healthcare Cardiovascular Institute, our sponsor of our Fridays here. We had uh, Deb Finan on, mayor of Champaign, here for a few minutes, remembering uh, Scott Bennett. Diane Marlin across town in Urbana. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. Yeah, we were just talking with Deb about um, the loss of our friend Scott Bennett. Just kind of your thoughts from over in Urbana. Well, it's interesting you put it that way because I think everybody felt like Scott was their friend, and that's how he he made you feel, and also a uh, a friend who was very effective at getting stuff done. So I, it's just we're all just trying to process this. Still, been such a shock. Yeah, it really was. And um, talk about, you know, as the mayor of a city uh, where you've got a state senator that's working on behalf of not only the city but the citizens, uh, any thoughts, remembrances, stories you had of him working with you on some things? Well, he what, what strike, struck me, several things. One is he was so accessible and present, and, you know, you could – I didn't do it often, but if you needed to, I could text or make a phone call. Um, during COVID, he reached out a couple of times just to ask how we were doing over here, which I really appreciated because, you know, especially in the early days, we were, we were buried and I, I appreciated that. And, um, and when you needed, um, information, his staff was terrific and, um, you know, he, he championed some significant legislation and it was especially, um, 
a lot of the environmental things that he did, the Coal Ash uh, Pollution Prevention Act, and he was a champion to protect the Muhammad Aquifer. And then his, um, it was pretty brave of him to tackle the Safety Act and try to, um, you know, improve it so that, that we all could, could live with it. And I think he had a, well, he did have a major role in that. So he was just, um, he was so present and so um, devoted to the to the district and to the the job and it's going to be hard it's 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 going to be hard without him yeah absolutely Diane Marlin is with us mayor of Urbana and and uh, just his um, down to earth nature cuz i mean sometimes uh, people can get kind of self important uh, and he and he never got that way did he i mean he was just so down to earth no, and he was always, you know, people have used the word self-deprecating sense of humor. So, you know, he was he was always um, willing to make a joke, and 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 he never put himself above anybody else. And he, um, but like you said, he just he he saw what needed to be fixed, and he went to work on it. And I've learned a lot from him. I mean, that's my approach mm-hmm. all along, and and I've learned a lot from Scott just in terms of interaction with people and. Um, being able to have a civil conversation even when you have diametrically opposed opinions. But you can still, if you're going to get anything done, you've got to be able to talk it through. And he he had that ability, and people felt comfortable um, with him. And that's why he was so effective. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's it's a it's a rare gift, and you know this being in the political realm. I mean, it's uh, it's a rare gift for someone to be able to um, you know, not cover your ears. Well, I'm not going to listen to what anybody else says. This is the way it's got to be. And you get a lot of that um, in this political right. world. And being able to say, you know what? I hadn't thought about that. You're right. And, uh, or, yeah, you know, yeah. that's, that's a real skill, I think. Well, a- a- acknowledging other people's perspectives and also understanding always that the person on the other end of the phone may be having the worst day of their life or they're passionate about one thing. And, um, you know, they they say things they they probably regret later, but you've got to you've got to be able to understand where they're coming from, and then just um, de-escalate mm-hmm. <laughs> and get to the get to the get to the real issues. So, and and what I've discovered, you know, is once you get past the the flames, then you can get down to business. And, most most of the time get things worked out and you think about it think about it uh, mayor diane marlin with us here for a couple more minutes you think about we've had some great state senator representation down through the years when you think about it i mean stan weaver and and, uh, frericks i mean just really good people right and they were always champions of um you know such good friends of the university of illinois which is the economic engine in this area and but they but they also you know could um stand up for the folks in the rural areas for labor for for really you know they they represented everybody and that's what you have to do especially as a senator so scott had that ability you know coming from a farm family he had that perspective and i relate to that because i grew up on a farm too and he had that kind of down-to-earth um hard working he was just a hard worker too so so he had that ability. Well, it's a big, uh, big, big loss for our community. Well, Mayor, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Diane, for doing that sure. and thank, uh, sharing thank, your memories. Thank you for thank you for sharing time on the radio for folks to, to talk about You're this. You're very welcome. It, people need to. Yes, they do. Thank you, Diane.
Sure. You're All welcome. right. Have Thanks. a good weekend and Merry Christmas. Uh, you're very Thanks. good. Same to you. Mm-hmm. 1056. Quick timeout. Back with more to wrap it up for this uh, week and this Friday after this. Getting closer and closer to Christmas. Those snowflakes flying out there. High of 32 today. A couple of flurries, they say. Cloudy and breezy. A passing flurry. Don't know what that is, but a low of 22. I guess it's just blowing by. Uh, Tomorrow, cloudy, breezy, and cold. A high of 27. Sunday, breezy in the morning. Abundant sunshine. Yeah, we could use that. A high of 30 on Sunday. Thanks to Diane Marlin and Deb Finan, our mayors of Urbana and Champaign. Uh, Chapin Rose uh, joining us as well, talking about Scott Bennett. Again, his uh, life remembrance service uh, coming up on Monday at the Cranert Center. Thanks to Joe DeLuce for stopping by as well. Enjoy your weekend. I'll be back tomorrow with Illini basketball right here on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Have a great weekend.